Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by Natalie Dunn-Billings. So I think first thing is in order. Uh, we have to say congratulations to Nikki and Tommy. They just welcomed their new son to the world, Cooper. And as of like four hours ago of this recording, they also are <laughs> newly engaged. So double yes. congratulations to them. So much love for them. The baby is adorable too. He is. Little when Cooper. When is Aunt Nat going to get to see Hopefully soon. I'm giving him some time, some space, but hopefully soon. How is she doing? Have you had a chance to talk to her yet? I haven't really talked to her too much. Obviously, she's got a lot going on. Right. Um, But it seems like she is, at the very least, incredibly happy. So that is very good news. Yes. A very good time in their lives. I'm glad Tommy was able to make it home as well. I wasn't sure if he would make it in time, but I think most professional sports have gotten a lot better with that in the last couple years. Yeah. I don't know exactly how that works. Like, will he get to take time off? I would assume so. I think so. Minor League Baseball is, as of one or two years ago, is essentially owned by Major League Baseball. And I know major leaguers are afforded paternity leave Mm -hmm. for, I think, about two Two weeks. So I would assume if minor league baseball is a MLB entity now, I would assume they would get those same rights. Mm-hmm. But don't quote me on that. But it's good to see that he's at least home for some amount of time. Yeah. All right. Should we just get into the episode? We didn't actually record sure. last week. We had a blast from the past. Did you get a chance to listen <laughs> to that? We were so so baby faced, so baby voice. I haven't yet. Well, you just it just went up a little bit before we started recording. That's so true. I have not had a chance, but I'm excited. I so you know what I did it? the other day? What? Um, I went back and listened to our first episode of this podcast. I was driving and I just was like, sure, fuck it. And so I went back and listened to the very first episode and it was really cute. <laughs> we were, listen, this has been such a good run and we're just, we're just going along having fun. We are not even close to being done. I am but- excited to listen to the, uh, the original hit and run episode though, because I mean, one thing I will say about those days versus now is that the radio energy is just different. That's so what I'm I was going to say. excited to listen to it. We came in. That was my first impression <laughs> when I kind of skimmed through it before posting. We came in hot with the energy. <laughs> and also, I didn't realize this. We called it the Monday night hit and run and then immediately <laughs> went into why it wasn't going to be Monday nights. <laughs> That's not surprising at all. I don't know if we ever did record on a Monday night after that. Probably not. Ironically, we're recording on a Monday now. Our recording schedule has been a little wonky this season, but that's okay. (laughs) So we have a great episode planned today. It's one that we were going to talk about a couple weeks ago, and then Chicago discussions derailed it, although Mm -hmm. it was never actually on the tracks. It was like, you know when you're at an amusement park, and you're going on the roller coaster, and next to the roller coaster, there's a strip of track that has like the carts on it that aren't being used at the moment (laughs) that was Uh the topic it was in the vicinity (laughs) but we didn't need it because we were on that roller coaster speaking of roller coasters i was in minneapolis this past weekend and went to the mall of america for the first time ever and they have an amusement park in this mall Mm-hmm. And we did three rides, and one of them was the SpongeBob Drop of Terror from Glove World, where <laughs> you went straight up to the ceiling, then straight down, and did three loop-de-loops in this <laughs> mall. It was insane. I did not wake up.
up that morning thinking, you know what? I'm going to do some roller coasters today. <laughs> Didn't regret it though. But I digress. We need to get into this topic. So it's one that we've kind of thrown around in the past when thinking about what we could discuss on the show, but it's never really come to fruition. We're going to do advice. That's right. We're going to give advice to these people that have gone to the internet to air their grievances. They're looking for guidance. And are they looking for guidance from us? I don't know, but they're going to get it. So we're going to start off with just some 11 questions that were actually sent into advice columns. And it's just going to be a warm up and then we'll get into some more serious ones. So are you ready for this? So first up, Dear Abby, a couple of women moved in across the hall from me. One is a middle-aged gym teacher. The other is a social worker in her mid-20s. These two women go everywhere together, and I've never seen a man go into or leave their apartment. Do you think they could be Lebanese? Number two, Dear Abby, what can I do about all the sex, nudity, foul language, and violence on my VCR? You're so unamused by these. Number three, dear Abby, I have a man I can't trust. He cheats so much, I'm not even sure the baby I'm carrying is his. These are real questions. These were sent into newspapers. Number four, dear Abby, I am a 23-year-old liberated woman who has been on the pill for two years. It's getting expensive, and I think my boyfriend should share half the cost, but I don't know him well enough to discuss money with him. Hmm. Now that one's actually interesting. So... You're sleeping with this man and you've been together for two years, but you don't know him well enough to discuss money. That one's actually deeper than than I think that this post is letting on to. What would you say about that? Um, I'd say that does not sound like a healthy relationship. No, it's two years. I mean, me and Hillary were together for one year and then bought a house. (laughs) And granted, removed way faster than most people. But yeah, you're right. Two years in, can't at least talk about money and the pill. Uh, Dear Abby, our son writes that he is taking judo. Why would a good boy who was raised in a good Christian home turn against his own? Hmm, didn't not know that's how that was entailed. Number five, dear Abby, I joined the Navy to see the world. I've seen it. Now, how do I get out? (laughs) (laughs) That one's a thinker. That one is a thinker. I think you have to go to Elon Musk for that or maybe Jeff Bezos, but see if you can only buy a one-way ticket. Dear Abby, my 40-year-old son has been paying for a psychiatrist $50 an hour every week for two and a half years. He must be crazy. One, that's a little offensive. Two, $50 an hour. That's a pretty good rate. For a psychiatrist. (laughs) Uh, Can I find this guy (laughs) and see who his psychiatrist is or at least recommend me somebody in the $50 range? Because especially in this economy, I wonder how old this is. Dear Abby, I was married to Bill for three months and I didn't know he drank until one night he came home sober. That one's also a little deeper if you think about it. Means he's drunk all the time. But also, couldn't you smell it on him? He must be drinking that Hennigan's. Next one. Dear Abby, my mother is mean and short-tempered. I think she is going through mental pause. (laughs) And finally, dear Abby, you told some woman whose husband had lost all interest in sex to send him to a doctor. Well, my husband lost all interest in sex, and he is a doctor. Now what do I do? (laughs) I thought you would laugh more at these. All right, we're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna jump into the actual questions, I guess. Oh no, that's email. That's not that's not word. I'm not on the clock. All right, here's an actual one. Help! My roommate won't say why she decorated our dorm room with photos of serial killers. That seems concerning. It. So let's get into this one now. So is that you, it? There's no other context. There's these ones have very little context. <laughs> just says help. 
My roommates won't say why she decorated our dorm room with photos of serial killers. So put your back, put yourself back into freshman year of college. Now you kind of knew your roommate from high school, but let's say you had a new roommate. Let's even go further. Let's say Sam, because this doesn't necessarily say college. Let's say you first moved in with Sam and all of a sudden he's hanging up John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy, the others. I was going to say, that's, Phantom. that was quite a few serial killers you could name there. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of criminal podcasts and my favorite murder. So that's how we spend our car rides. Like I said, we just went to Minneapolis. So there was a lot of murder podcasts on in the background. But let's say, you, let's say Sam's hanging up these posters of serial killers. How would you go about this? Mm, I feel like that's just a big red flag. Also, she does say dorm room. So it sounds like it is college. Oh, true. I totally missed that. So in that case, okay. So let's go back to your freshman year. Let's say your friend had hung up a bunch of serial killers on the dorm walls. I feel like if there's no other explanation at all, that's just totally out of the blue. Find a new roommate as fast as possible. You wouldn't even sit down and have a discussion with them. Well, it sounds like they've tried and they won't say. So that's true. If you say, "Hey, questions are a little why are you hanging?" The the way I interpret this is your roommate hangs up a bunch of pictures of serial killers on your wall. And you say, hey, why are you doing that? And they say, no reason. Wouldn't you move out immediately? I would say, I would no, move out immediately. I, I think I would push a little more. And I would say, no, no, there definitely is a reason. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> because if not, you are moving out. I am not leaving this room. You are leaving this room. <laughs> now... Let's put a couple scenarios in here. Let's say you go up to your roommate and you say, hey, what's with all the serial killers on the wall? And it turns out that they are going into the criminology department and it's they're just very much into solving crime. And I think that is a possible explanation. But I guess I get the impression from this question that the roommate would not be as concerned if that were a possibility, you know? Like clearly there is no readily available explanation for this maybe the explanation they don't want to well no if they're hanging up serial killers they're gonna they know they're doing something weird i was gonna say maybe they i was gonna say maybe they don't want to be thought of as weird but if that's the case don't hang up pictures of serial where are you getting these photos of serial killers do they just print them offline i feel like that makes it worse like just printing out like google images pictures of like ted bundy And on putting them really, up on your wall. On really cheap paper where the ink cartridge has barely enough ink. So it's that yellow hue. Uh-huh. You don't really get good depth of color. Yeah. You're really telling me that you wouldn't just move out immediately. I don't know. <laughs> I might do a slow play for like a week. Yeah. Give it like a couple days max and then get out of there. Now... Because I would want to see if there's any other weird things going on. Do they bow to these photos before bed? Hmm? Do they kiss these photos? Are they looking up crime? I think the next step would be sneak onto their laptop when they're gone. I think it's justified in this situation. I think I would because then I'd had evidence. For them to get out of my room. Yeah, I'm, I want to know more about this. And unfortunately, this is all we've been given. <laughs> so I think what we've, we've learned here today is poke a little bit, prod a little bit. If they have a reasonable explanation, say they're a criminology major, you know, what if Jen Reimer has her walls decorated with serial killers? Now Jen Reimer Again, I wouldn't be that already. worried about that. <laughs> like, I don't think I'd be asking for advice from the public if that were the case, you know? Right. Hmm. That one's a thinker. So I think the answer is, have you asked? Yes. Get the fuck out of there. No. Slow play it, you know? Maybe this could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Just don't, just don't be, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know (laughs) these people. (laughs) 
So let's say you come, the next time you come to my house and I show off my new office, we got the bookcase done, beautiful floors, but just one corner of the wall has a has three or four serial killers. I would be a little worried. And then what if I told you I listen to a lot of crime podcasts and I, I want to really figure out I what think makes that these would, people tick? I think that concerns me more. That I listen to because, a lot of crime podcasts? No, that's totally normal. The fact that you listen to a lot of crime podcasts, so you know about these serial killers and the things that they have done and that makes you want to hang pictures of them on your wall doesn't that seem like a troubling train of thought yeah now i'm playing devil's <laughs> advocate for the record i think this is extremely creepy and i would get the fuck out of there i still would slow play him for a little bit but i i wouldn't hang around new question we're gonna judge a book by a cover <laughs> gonna judge a book by its cover <laughs> for a little bit let's say that your roommate is covering your dorm room with serial killers but they are super friendly they dress in bright colors they're very popular does that change many, anything how many um documentaries and podcasts have you listened to about serial killers because that just would make me more worried not a lot now hillary admittedly listens to them way more than i do i usually i do listen to criminal but that's not a lot of murder the murder ones i usually listen to when i'm in the car with her kind of throwing her under the bus here <laughs> it's not weird these are very popular podcasts yeah that's true dead ted bundy was a very charismatic lad wasn't he many serial killers are yeah unless you're charles manson oh my gosh did you know that brian cranston saw charlie manson when he was about 10 years old no yeah so i was listening and thrown i guess we're just gonna throw out a bunch of podcasts here today i listened to the conan o'brien cut the Conan O'Brien podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And about a year ago, Brian Cranston was on it. And he tells this story where him and his cousin that was about two years older than him would go horseback riding in the mountains of California. So they go and they rent these horses. And while they're in the process of renting these horses, he said these like five hippies run into this, this rental office and they're, Charlie's on the hill, Charlie's on the hill. And the guy renting out the horses is like, well, you go, you guys go get them. I'll take care of these two whippersnappers. So they run out. And they get their horses and they're riding on the trail and they come up and it's this very skinny inner pass where you got to get right next to the person going the other way to make it past this trail. And he says there's just this long line of people. And as there's passing this line of people in the middle of it, so there's this guy that's just like not really with it, just like crazy eyes, like somebody's leading his horse for him. He's just kind of bobbing with the horse, like really out of it. And after they pass, they look at each other other and they say oh that must be that charlie guy everybody was was going crazy over about three years later he's watching the news and charlie manson had just the manson murders had just happened and he says they put his photo on the television mm -hmm. and it's the type of guy that once you see him that's a face you'll never forget and he says as soon as they put him on the tv he goes wait a minute isn't that and as soon as he's thought that, his cousin calls him and he picks up the phone and his cousin goes, it's Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> well, How wild weird. is that? super weird. Alright, I think we've had our, our share of serial killers today. Next one. I'm the office nail trimmer. Let's talk about that. They're the that office nail trimmer. That's all we've got. 
They don't say whether they like it. They don't say how they obtain such a honorable role. There's nothing. They just say they're the office nail trimmer. What I have to assume this means is that they clip their nails at their desk in the office and people don't like it. That's my guess. Oh, that's not where my mind went to. What my did you mind, think? My mind was if they're the designated office nail trimmer, then they're trimming everybody else's nails. You go to this person's desk for nail trimming would, services. Would you do that? If I'm someone in your office was like, I'm, I'm just curious. If someone in your office was like, I'll trim your nails for you. Would you do that? Well, considering it's just me and my boss in my office, I probably would not. <laughs> would you? No. Not even no. if Patrick was talking. No. He's like, hey, I've got a pair of, of nail clippers. Clip those for you. I mean, I would like borrow a pair of nail clippers. I don't think that's that weird. But someone else clipping my nails for me, like a friend or a coworker, I feel like that gets into weird territory where why do they want to clip my nails for me? You know? Maybe they just want to be super helpful. And that's great, but I can do it myself. Maybe they're moonlighting as a... A pedicure and manicure specialist. Well, if that's the case, then they probably would tell me that and I'd say, oh, sure, you can do my nails. But I wouldn't just like, if someone, if like my coworker Molly, whose office is right next to mine, was just like, hey, I'm cutting nails today. Want me to do yours? No, absolutely not. Now, the way this is phrased, I'm the office nail trimmer. It sounds like she possibly had this role given to her. Mm, that's so let's even say weirder. for What kind of giggles, office environment is that? Let's say, I don't know. But let's that's say a fucked up office that you tr you're tr you're just minding your own business, trimming your nails at work. And you said her name was Molly. Let's say Molly walks by and she says, oh, I love how you you cut your nails. You, you did a perfect. I always end up with hang nails and ingrown fingernails. And, you know, I just don't do them right. Can you cut my nails for me? And you say, sure. OK, I guess I could. You know, I'm flattered. Thank you. I try my best cutting nails. I guess I could show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll cut your nails nails if you trust me and you start cutting your nails and then Patrick walks by and Patrick goes oh, what are you doing and you say well Molly I'm cutting Molly's nails she doesn't know how to cut nails he says well I've got this nasty ingrown fingernail do you mind cutting that for me Patrick doesn't have any ingrown fingernails for the record I don't want to make it sound like he, he's got these issues but he's the only other co-worker I know besides Molly that you have just named so what I if mean, the role was given to you in that way then what would happen I feel like if that happened you got to set a boundary like that yeah. i don't think i would want that but let's say you realize that you're very good at it what if they were willing to pay for this service a dollar a nail oh oh, oh shit oh gosh <laughs> one that's that's i don't think you could turn that down number two <laughs> saying that out loud kind of gave me the creeps yeah Ugh. see it's just weird if you're charging a dollar a nail that sounds like a Especially back alley because, transaction like... <laughs> Especially because like this seems like a really slippery slope to feet, to toenails, doesn't it? Well, they never said if it was hands or feet, so maybe it's both. That's even weirder. That's now worse. let's say you're cutting your toenails at work because I know you like That's to do that. That's a problem. That's a and problem. And let's say to begin Molly with. sees you cutting your toenails at work, and once again, you know, I get hangnails when I do it. I get ingrown toenails. Can you I cut my like toenails for me? I feel like at that point, I'd say no. We're at work. And then she responds with, "Name your price." <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, can I get you to name a price? If I pay you five dollars a toenail. Mm. 
That's 10 toes, that's $50. $50 to cut toenails. I think it had to be higher than that. Like a person you don't really know that well, you know? I mean, like I, I am friends with my coworkers, but I think the only people who I would just like, yeah, cut their toenails for them without like paying me a lot of money to do it would be like my husband or like my sister, my mom, very close friends, you know? There's like a small group of people whose toenails I would cut for so them. So let's say Ashley comes to you and she says, Nat, I don't feel like bending over and cut my toenails today. Name your price. What's your I price? I mean, I'd do it for free for my sister. Okay, who's somebody but, that you would make pay a small fee to cut their toenails? Mm, you know what? We're already going in a weird direction and I've thrown enough yeah, people on, into the weird like, train. I'll, I feel I'll like make, there's, this is just an all or nothing thing for me. Natalie, like there's people I'm, who I either would cut their nails or I wouldn't, you Natalie, know? how name your price. I want you to cut my toenails next time you see me. Um, well, I've heard about your toenails and I don't think I would cut your toenails. Um, they're clean. Thank you. <laughs> and since you have heard about my toenails on a previous episode, which one is it? You guys, you got to listen to all of them to find out. You know that they need to be cut. Actually, not now. I actually cut them recently. But let's say I, <laughs> they need to be cut. They're clean. I just wash my feet. Name your price. $200. A toe? No, like total. Oh, so let's break <laughs> that down. What is that? It's $20 a toe? Mm -hmm. That's not bad. Would you pay $200 to have someone else cut your toenails? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is... That's a little more generous, but that's friends discount. Mm -hmm. So now let's bump back up to the original question. Coworker wants you to cut their toenails, name a price. 500. 500 for the set of 10. Mm -hmm. So that's 50 bucks a toe. Yep. All right. My boyfriend tricked me into becoming friends with his other girlfriend. Well, that's concerning in a lot of ways. For starters, I feel like the question should read my ex-boyfriend because right. I would hope you're not dating anymore. But my boyfriend tricked me into becoming friends with his other girlfriend. That's bold. That's really bold. And I'm guessing she got the, his other girlfriend got played the same way you did. Unless mm -hmm. they're in some weird, some weird fetish thing for him. I don't even know how to go about this one. Uh, dump I his I mean, I think the only advice we can offer stuff. here. Yeah. The only advice we can can offer is get rid of him yeah I become would say friends so. with the other girlfriend and then shit on his pillow and then what's that movie wasn't that one? movie called the other <laughs> woman with like the three girls who find out they're all dating the same guy and then they become friends oh yes it's got what's with her cameron face diaz and leslie mann and yes leslie mann was um, the actress i was thinking of ashley tisdale it's got maybe. ashley tisdale no kate upton sorry yes yeah i don't know Let's why see. i thought ashley tisdale but uh, the other woman not the other man or did you say the other woman? The other woman. Yeah. Oh, it's got Jamie Lannister. Mm -hmm. Wait, is he the, the man that's playing everybody? Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Shit, now I gotta watch this movie. It's a pretty good movie. It's fun. I mean, it's got three amazing actresses and the Kingslayer. Kingslayer. All right, let's say you're dating Sam and Sam says, hey, now. <laughs> that feels unfair to Sam. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't pose that question because Hillary's not here. And I already know what she would say. She'd say she'd kill me. But as long as she doesn't have her dorm room decorated <laughs> with serial killers, <laughs> I don't think I can take her seriously. Yeah, I don't really know what to say with that. Just that guy's a piece of shit. Dump him. Put his picture out there online and say, hey, this guy's an asshole. Yep. It's 2022. That's how you go about it. Help. My idiot husband gave my heirloom jewelry to his mistress. 
Now this one's a little more complicated. One, not just a boyfriend. There's legal legality involved in this. Marriage licenses. I'm assuming they didn't have a prenup signed. Number two, mistress. Infidelity. Affairs have been happening. Number three, heirloom jewelry. That's not just a, a, a ring pop. I was about to say baby bottle pop. It's not just a ring <laughs> pop. <laughs> Is, it says monetary value as well as sentimental value. Um, Matt, I mean, how do we go about this? I think this one's pretty simple too. Just because you're married doesn't mean you can't dump him. Um, it's a little more expensive, but I think you can politely ask the mistress for the jewelry back and dump the husband. Now, I'm not great with figuring out laws and in these types of legal proceedings. What if the mistress says no? I, mean, I don't think there's really anything you can do about it. Right. Especially if you not didn't like, sign a prenup. The only thing, then it's I mean, technically the husband's possession as well. I think that, and this is absolutely not a, an accurate legal opinion, legal counsel, but if I had to guess, I'd say there's probably a way that it could be insured and you could right. say that he stole it, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think you would, I mean, you wouldn't want to. It's not the mistress's fault, but if you could right. somehow sue the husband because he stole like insured jewelry or something, maybe that's possible. Definitely pursue any legal actions necessary, but also just get rid of him. Move out. Right. If it was just jewelry, I'd say, yeah, get your money back and, and cut your losses. But if it's heirloom jewelry, I feel like that ups the ante a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, got, I feel for this woman. I feel for this woman, not the other woman. She got the heirloom jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but she also, you know, probably has to find out that the guy she's seeing is married, so. That's true. But she's got jewelry out of it now. But she's probably gonna have to give it back. See, we don't know that, though. <laughs> I don't I don't know how this would play out in a court of law. And are they going to a registered court or are they going to TV court? I don't know. Are they going to this, Steve Harvey? What would Steve Harvey do? definitely something they could do on TV court. This seems like a Judge Judy case. I feel like Steve Harvey, I don't know which way Judge Judy would go, but I feel like Steve Harvey would get her jewelry back in an instance. <laughs> instance instance isn't the word. I had Jen call me out a couple episodes ago for the way I pronounce things and now I'm, <laughs> it's, that's in my head because this is the first episode we've recorded since then. <laughs> All right, this one is disturbing. You thought the other ones were disturbing? This one's disturbing. Well, the, the office nail trimmer, I made that probably the most disturbing one. My dad is dating my boss. Ooh. And they want me to go to couples therapy with them. Why? I don't know. Um, One, I don't think you typically take your children to couples therapy. No. I don't know a lot about it, but I do think that it's mostly about the couple, not additional people. Two, I feel like that's a weird boundary that you got to set with your dad for dating your boss. I mean, I don't think there's, I don't think it's like totally impossible that that came about in a way that's not super gross. Right. But I don't think it's a good situation to be in long term, you know? Like that doesn't seem okay. A lot of bad judgment calls were made. One, for his decision to date your boss. And two, then thinking, you know what would be a great time for all of us to go to couple therapy? Even if this person has a great relationship with their boss. But they don't anymore. No. <laughs> and especially not if they go to couples therapy after them. And what would the therapist say? That's what I'm saying. Hello, like, I don't here's think... my father. Here's my boss. They are dating, probably fucking. And I'm here for some reason. Right. Unravel this for me. <laughs> I feel like the therapist would be like, no, you be can't like, bring a third uh, person to couples yeah. therapy. Also, Again, I don't, I don't know if that's allowed, but I feel like it's not. And also, I don't want to touch this. <laughs> You're going to have to find somebody else. Yeah, that too. 
Yeah, I feel for this person. Bad judgments all around by the dad, by the boss, by the dad and the boss. Yeah, don't like that. No. Well, if you don't like this, you're you're certainly not going to like this. <laughs> if you don't like that, you're <laughs> if you don't like that, you're certainly not going to like this. Help. My cousin is telling people I'm the father of her unborn child. Uh, what? Yeah. Help, my cousin is telling people I'm the father of her unborn child. Why? That's concerning. I mean, at least the way the question is worded, it makes me believe that this person is not. So that's positive. But the but fact that they're out of asking the question. this question, yeah. I don't think he's 100% in the clear. And it has to be believable to some extent, you know? Right. Like, you wouldn't be telling people that if there was absolutely no precedent for it. If I'm the cousin, I would feel like I would want to tell that it's anybody but a family member's child. Yeah, like, what What do you gain by making people believe right. that, that this person is the father? That it's, seems like it's not good for you or the other person. It's not good for anybody or the family. Yeah. Yeah, what was Thanksgiving like that year? That that sounds like some some deeply rooted issues. The more I think about this, the more I feel like it is this guy's child. Because why the fuck else would you be asking this? I think he's trying to create an alibi in this situation. <laughs> but also, yeah, I don't... I would be like, oh, it's some... I had a one night stand and it's this person's child. Why would you admit that it's your cousin's child? Ugh, why did I choose these questions? I think it's because <laughs> I, I had I was on a lunch break and I was like, question these work. Yeah, I don't know how far I want to go into this. So we've got one more. <laughs> this one actually has some explanation to it. So I feel like this will be a good way to, to wrap up. Okay. Whatever this podcast has been. We're both also seem tired. <laughs> so this was a very interesting topic to choose. So this one is my new employee did something strange on the phone. A little background to this one. My coworker Sally recently hired a new grad, Jane. As Sally was making the verbal offer over the phone, she asked Jane if she had any questions. Jane replied, no, but my father does. Then Jane's father took the phone and started asking Sally questions about the offer. The questions ranged from logistics about onboarding to asking if Jane could arrive late on her first day. Is there any way to respectfully give the parent feedback that they are not helping their child. I don't think so. And also I might reconsider that offer. I don't want to say that Jane is completely like that you would need to reconsider the offer. You know, I don't want to say it's all like it's it's all on her. I'm not saying it's on Jane, but I would be nervous to hire her if her father is already being like that. I would be nervous on an offer call, but I feel like there is an opportunity to say, "Hey, Jane, that's not fine," and like allow her to be her own person in your job. You know. So, do you say anything when the father takes the phone? I think there's. I don't think. I don't think you need to be polite in that situation. I mean, obviously, you can't like be like cruel and rude. Um, but I don't think you need to find a kind way to say, please get off the phone. I'm talking to your daughter, not you. You know, right. like, so I think that that is fine. Let's role play a little bit. And I guess you ha- you'll have to be, uh, Sally. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'll play the role of Jane and fa the father. So, all right, go ahead, Sally. You don't have to say the whole thing. Just ask me if I have any questions. Do you have any questions? No, but my father does. Oh, he's right here. Let me give the phone to him. Yes, this is Jane's father. Is this Sally? Yes. Well, thanks for giving her an offer. She's a, she's a terrific employee, but I do have some questions because I want to make sure that this is the best job for, for Jane. Uh, logistically, is she going to have her own desk because she needs to have her own desk she's a special flower and i think she honestly corner office corner office and uh you know we already had a uh, a big pancake breakfast planned for what's supposed to be her first day do you think that she could come in you know maybe an hour or two late we'll send a pancake with her it might be a little cold and uh obviously we're gonna eat the best ones but we can give you maybe some burnt charred pancakes that you know they weren't up to to par for my little flower jane um excuse me sir i appreciate your your concern for your daughter's job and um i will take those things into consideration but we have hired jane or made an offer to Jane and um, not to you. So I would really like to speak to Jane directly, please. Am I sensing a, uh, a tone of rudeness right now? If if you're hiring Jane, that means you're also hiring me, Jane's well, father. That, that is actually not how that works. And I apologize that my tone is not necessarily polite, but I really would like to speak to Jane. Dang, you just gave a lesson in freaking customer service. <laughs> You know how many people could have that patience? Not a lot. <laughs> so kudos to you. I've worked in a lot of customer service jobs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that was good. I don't. I think you handled that perfectly. For the record, your tone wasn't rude. I was just trying to be, you know, the <laughs> asshole dad. Your tone wasn't was that perfect. worried about it. Your tone. It could have gotten perfect. a lot ruder. Well, now I kind of want to see that. <laughs> Sally, Sally, listen here. I am the head of a major company and uh, I, I gotta be frank, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I appreciate that feedback, but I would really like to speak to your daughter now. Um, she's the one I've offered a job to and I will not be speaking to you anymore. See, that that even that wasn't rude though. But there's an undertone. <laughs> oh, it's the undertone. Got mm -hmm. it, got it. Like a riptide. I think it looks calm on the top, but underneath, danger lies afloat. <laughs> well, that's all the questions I have for today. <laughs> Both as... <laughs> Both as Jane's father and as uh, co-host Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, this was interesting. This was uh, this was a time. Let me tell you. Yeah, the the office nail trimmer. When I saw that, I didn't think we'd actually get into that, but. <laughs> We learned a lot today. We can say that. We learned quite a bit. We also had some fun anecdotes. And we learned about the other woman. Oh, that was 2014. Have you was actually it? watched that movie? Yeah. Thoughts? It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's Got fun. 4.3 out of 146 uh, Google ratings. <laughs> this movie is feisty, sexy, and hilarious. I love the story of the three women teaming up to get revenge on the cheating scumbag. I think all the cast were amazing. Oh, this is a long one. Diaz and Man especially. My only concern with this film is the overuse of sexual references and jokes. I understand it is a film about three women who have been betrayed by their boyfriend husband. However, I think the producers went a little overboard with the innuendos. Also, I'm a huge fan of Nicki Minaj's music, but her acting skills and then a grimace face. Eww. Her high-pitched voice does get on my nerves, personally, but that is just a personal opinion. I'm not sure other people love Nicki Minaj's performance in this film. Overall, I would rate the other woman an 8 out of 10. It is cheeky, empowering, and badass, but they need to cut back on the sex jokes. That's from Summer K three years ago. Mm. <laughs> 
I think you need to know what you're getting into with this film. <laughs> I think that's the point of the film. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> Thoughts? Thoughts on this? Was it, would you want to do more advice questions like this? I feel like it's hard not having any of the context. I think, I think it gives I like us the freedom. It does. Sometimes a little too much. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I, found- I like the um more like the am I the asshole ones a little better because there's a lot more a lot more to dig into, you know? That's true. So we'll we will do an Am I the Asshole next season. I think we ran out of time for this season because this mm-hmm. one went by fast. We <laughs> pretty much already have two planned. We'll do this one again. I'll find ones with more information. Although I got to say, I don't know if we'll ever top toe trimming one or <laughs> nail trimming. We let, I let that get into weird territory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you liked what you heard, keep listening on all your favorite podcast stations and check on Facebook. We post the episode there. And once in a while, we'll post some updates. Now, we learned a lot today. So, Natalie, what did we learn today? We learned that there is a price to cutting a not close friend's toenails. For me, apparently, it's $200 or $500, I guess, for a 200, 200 for a close friend. 200 for a close friend. 500 for an acquaintance, I should say. <laughs> we also learned that apparently the other woman, the movie, has too many sex jokes in it. I think I disagree, though. And we learned that apparently my rude customer service voice doesn't even come across as rude, which I'm a little disappointed about. Some people deserve to be talked to rudely. We also learned that if you have to ask about your cousin telling people that you're the father of her unborn child, you're not completely in the clear. We learned that if you're a father and your daughter gets hired for a job, just stay the hell out of it. She's a grown adult. Let her deal with this. And we learned that if you have two women neighbors that spend a lot of time together and you never see a man over there, they might be Lebanese. This has been the Hit and Run Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. (laughs) 